Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show. We are going to have a preview versus with our Illinois Final Line versus the Mississippi State Bulldogs as they enter in to play their bowl game. Um, we're going to have a preview for the Reliquest Bowl, however you pronounce it. They're going to be playing in their bowl game down in Tampa. They will be playing at the time of this recording tomorrow morning. So we're going to give our preview because there's been some changes. Um, with Mississippi State's team, along with the Illinois, with staff changes and a couple opt-outs for Illinois. So we're going to have our Illinois Illini versus Mississippi State uh, preview for their bowl game. Make sure you hit the like button and subscribe button um, on the YouTube channel. Follow and rate it um, on Apple and iTunes and Spotify. You can do that now. You can rate it right underneath. There's a little star there. You can click on it, rate it, do all that Um Follow me at Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter. Um, leave a comment in the comment section down below. All that good stuff to help grow the show. Appreciate everybody that has watched or listened and done those things. Um, it does not go unnoticed. Um, slowly, numbers going up just little by little. So if you guys continue to do that, that would be awesome. Um, so we're going to have our Illinois Final Line versus um, Mississippi State. Bulldogs in their bowl game. Um, this is the first bowl game for Illinois since 2019 when they went to the Red Box Bowl out in California. I believe they believe they played the Cal Bears, uh, lost that game. That's the last time Illinois was in a bowl game. Uh, and then they were not in a bowl game before that for a while. Coach Bielema in his second year getting Illinois to a bowl game, which is a big success. Losing a couple games by you know less than a touchdown um, each game to keep us out of the Big Ten Championship. So there was a opportunity to play for the Big Ten title and an opportunity to play. I mean, this is still a big bowl game. The opportunity to play in a bigger bowl game was there. So Illinois is on the up and up. So let's talk about this game. Um, we're going to discuss the Mississippi State side first before we get into all the changes that happened to Illinois um, ever since the season ended with staffing changes and a couple opt-outs for this bowl game. We already talked about, you know, RIP Coach Mike Leach. That's the biggest change for Mississippi State was the passing of Coach Leach. He had the sudden heart attack, um, and so that kept, you know, he passed away, and it was talked about um, canceling the game. It was talked about not even having the bowl game. Um, 
you know, they didn't want to put the players from Mississippi State in that position. You know, they said, you know, you guys can opt out. And I think that um, Illinois would have been okay with that because they would have found another team to put into the bowl game. Um, Coach Bielema talked about how he was friends with Mike Leach, known him for a while, uh, met him before, and had different conversations with him. So he would have been understanding of it. But Mississippi State players come out and said, this is, Coach Leach would want us to play in this bowl game. He would want us to compete. He'd want us to go out there. And so they've decided to play the game. They made uh, Zach Arnett. He was the defensive coordinator. They promoted him to head coach. Um, and I believe he's kept pretty much the same staff. And I believe there was no opt-outs. When you look at this, they say they're at full strength. Uh, well, Roger Sterling, quarterback, so everybody at running back, O-line, so everybody's still there. Um, the, the, the thing that's going to be interesting is um, they're going to be playing with heavy hearts, and so it goes a couple ways. It's either, you know, they're obviously going to be playing for Coach Leach. I hope Illinois has something with Mike Leach on it. You've seen Alabama, Georgia, all these teams have something on there. I hope to see that. Um, I hope they do a moment of silence beforehand um, for him. The thing that's going to go with the players from Mississippi State side is they're going to come out and either be super, super competitive because they're motivated to play for Coach Leach and motivated to say this is for you, or it's going to be they're going to play that way. If something doesn't go right, do they – I don't know if overreact is the right word, but whatever mistake that is made, get amped up to a bigger deal than what it is. So it's, but they, they're going to be highly motivated to play. They're going to play for Coach Leach. What's going to be different is with Zach Arnett taking over, he's going to have his own way of doing things. And that's no offense to Coach Leach. We all, we're all like that as assistant coaches, where no matter what head coach we work for, there's always going to be parts of our brain that go, well, I would do things this way. He's going to do some of the same things that Coach Leach did, but there's going to be some things that he probably wants to do or wanted to do. And, now he can. Now he would rather Coach Leach still be around and still be, you know, everything else rather than this. So what's going to be interesting to see with Mississippi State, how's the offense going to look without Coach Leach calling it because there was no playbooks. Now these coaches know the the plays, obviously, but there was no playbook. Um, Coach Leach knows that offense inside and out. He was the offensive play caller. And he's very aggressive when it comes to fourth downs, almost not no matter where, um, no matter where they are on the field. But he also knows that there's certain points that you have to punt the ball. But um, I'd be curious to see who exactly is calling plays, who exactly is, um, how are they going to call the game? Because Coach Leach, knowing that offense inside, not being one of the creators of the air raid offense, he knows it inside and out. And knowing it inside and out, um, he can he just – people that maybe don't coach, if you know that offense inside and out, you can make whatever tweaks you make. You understand what the defenses are trying to do as soon as you see how they line up and drop back. So it's going to be curious to see how they call this game. Are they going to stick to the true air raid that Coach Leach does? Does Zach Arnett want to go more towards a run-style air raid? Um, So that's going to be the curious thing to see. But you still have Will Rogers at quarterback, and he's a great quarterback. 
3,713 passing yards, 34 touchdowns, six interceptions. And knowing the air raid offense being in it for the two years that he was in it, um, they could call the traditional air raid and just say, hey, you're going to help call, you know, be, be the offensive play caller on the field. Um, running back wise, Marks will still be there, 532 yards to nine touchdowns. Um, that is actually one less touchdown than uh, Chase Brown even had for Illinois. Leading receiver for Mississippi State, 626 yards, seven touchdowns. Thomas will still be playing. So you're still going to have all these guys around. They understand their rate. So you might see some different things that, you know, Zach Arnett, the new coach, wants to do, but you're still probably going to see a traditional air raid for this game. And they've had time to work on it. They've had that, but grieving, they've had to grieve, they've had to go through that, um, losing their head coach. And so be kind of curious. That's, that's, we're all going to be watching. The, the defense is going to do its thing. Coach Leach is very good about letting their def- his defensive coordinators do their thing. I don't see much change in their defense. Just be curious to see if he calls it or if he's going to have somebody else become a defensive coordinator so he can become more of the head football coach. But everybody's going to be glued in to watching Mississippi State's offense. They're going to run the air raid, but is it going to be all air raid the way Coach Leach would call it? I don't think so because it's Coach Leach. He would be the only one to call it that way, even how Mummy has switched it up and all these other guys that you see. Um that have coached under Mike Leach. And so everybody's going to be glued to this game for this reason, I think. Having the same players there, not really opting out, I I foresee that they'll go true air raid still, still running everything that he did, you know, from the meshes to shallows to stick to cross, scissors, everything else. Um, there's so many more plays. You might see a little more run plays depending on how Illinois is going to defend it. But I foresee Mississippi State still sticking to that air raid, but they're going to be playing with heavy hearts. They're going to be playing motivated. And this is a tough one for me to to root for. Even when before Mike Leach is passing, when I saw it was Mississippi State versus Illinois, I was like, oh my goodness, because I'm an Illinois fan, but I'm a huge, huge Mike Leach guy. And so this was going to be a game where it was a lose-lose, win-win situation where Illinois wins, I'm a winner, but I'm a loser because I love Coach Leach. Um, Mississippi State wins. I'm a winner because I love Coach Leach, but I'm a loser because uh, my team um, losing the game. So this was a tough one to begin with, and now it's even tougher with the passing of Coach Leach. Um, so that's from the Mississippi State side. Uh, be curious to see that. Now the Illinois side, they've had quite a few changes. Um, shortly after the regular season was over, um, Illinois lost their defensive coordinator, Coach Ryan Walters, who um, – Best defensive coordinator in the country, you know, all these awards. Led Illinois to the top defense in the nation. um, And led, you know, led Illinois to having such a really good defense. Um, He got the head coaching job at Purdue. And it was quick. It was literally, I think it was like a day or so or a couple after the last game took the head job at Purdue when their head coach went off to Louisville. Um, we knew this was going to happen. I know they extended him, I think, for a year or so. But he was a head coach talk last year. He's a head coach talk this year. Uh, he was talked about for the Colorado job before Deion Sanders took it because he played there. Kind of shocking that he would take one in the Big Ten just from that perspective, but you also can't blame him for going out and being a head coach. Um, so Ryan Walters, defense coordinator, has gone on to Purdue. But he took a couple Illinois guys with him, which 
you've heard, I'm not going to go after, you know, Ryan Walters because I'm not in those positions. I don't know how that all entails. Um, he took a couple of Illinois guys with him. He took Kevin Kane, who was a linebackers coach for Illinois, brought him to Purdue and made him the defensive coordinator. So Ryan Walters can just be the head coach. Then he took a uh, grad assistant, Joe Dean. Um, he joins the Purdue Boilermakers as an outside linebackers coach. He was a, um, he spent the 2022 season with Walters and Kevin Kane. He was, I believe, a graduate assistant, um, still helping work out with linebackers. And then he took running backs coach Corey Patterson with him, um, also over to Purdue. So he's taken three um, Illinois staff members with him, putting Coach Bielma in a position to figure out who his defensive coordinator was going to be and figure out these position coaches very interesting to take some Illinois guys with him because they're Brent Bielema guys. And so do you take former staff members? And I'm not going after Coach Walters whatsoever because I'm not in that business part. I don't know how that works. Um, I've heard, you know, Nick Saban say, you know, I'm glad to get guys jobs, but don't go after my guys. Go hire your own guys. But it's hard to be like Coach Kane and say, do I stay at Illinois and be, you know, like Coach Walters giving me an opportunity to go be a defensive coordinator. How do I turn that down? How do I not take that? And so it's, you know, it's it's one of those things. And Coach Bielma seems to be handling it well. You know, has said the right things. He says he knows he's prepared for a lot of this because you have to when guys are, are coaching so good. He has to be prepared to replace these guys. So um, Coach Walters also hired Graham Haroff as the offensive coordinator. He was at West Virginia. So bringing some of that air raid style over to Purdue, which is going to fit well because Purdue passed the ball a lot anyway, but to bring that air raid concept over. So a lot of staffing changes there to Illinois, so Coach Bielma had to make some changes of his own. I don't think he's quite filled out the entire staff. He still has uh, Coach Lonnie Jr. as his offensive coordinator. He promoted Coach Aaron Henry to defensive coordinator. Um, then he hired... He had to. He's still gonna have to hire different um, coaches, but it's hard when you're preparing for a bowl game. You're traveling. You're recruiting because of the early signing day. Um, so he he has a couple, you know, staff spots to fill. There's still some consistencies. Ben Miller still there. Terrence Jamison's still there. Um, Sean Snyder's still there. Coach Bart Miller's still there. So you still have guys that are around that were there. Coach Bielma's still there. So he had to make some staffing changes with that. And then when you get into the bowl game, Illinois had some opt-outs um, for their team. Um, running back Chase Brown decided to opt-out to go be prepared for the um, NFL. Uh, you know, he was one of the top-leading rushers. Um, his brother, Sidney Brown, is also sitting out, and cornerback Devin Witherspoon is also sitting out um, of this game. They're all being prepared for the NFL. And there's a couple others that I think have entered the transfer portal. Um, Coach Bioma was interviewed about it. Um, that they had some changes. Um, this is what he pointed out. He goes, he pointed out as much during this Thursday practice conference alongside Mississippi State Zach Arnett, who will lead the Bulldogs versus the Illini. All the bowl games, seven straight at Wisconsin, three of the five seasons at Arkansas. I never had a player opt out of a bowl game, Coach Bielma said. We had three guys opt out, three good players. That's the first unique challenge. So you have these guys opting out that are big-time players for you, and then you have all these coaching staff changes. Um, you know, they, they put in the article – 
talking to Coach Bielema that they wish Chase Brown and Devin Witherspoon was still playing Sidney Brown. Um, you know, they're trying to win the first bowl game since 2011. Um, that's a long time. I believe that's when they beat Baylor when Baylor was Baylor. And uh, I believe that's also when this happened. Um, so Coach Bielema seems, you know, he's, he's a busy guy, but he understands the business, but he's never had a player opt out, which I thought was interesting. Um, this this time of opting out and saying, well, I don't want to get hurt for the NFL and everything else. Can't really blame Chase Brown for it because of everything he's done for Illinois, but there's also that point of you could play. You saw Bryce Young play for Alabama and a couple other guys that decided to play in these bowl games that are fine. Um, but Chase Brown, you know, he made that decision, and his brother, you know, made the same decision, and Witherspoon. So they're going to have to figure it out. So from the Illini perspective, let's talk about their defense first before we talk about their offense. How is the defense going to look without Coach Walters calling it? Now, the ultimate scheme of it will probably remain similar, if not exactly the same, because I'm sure a lot of it was Coach Walters' defense, but Coach Bielma has a big input. It feels like Coach Bielma is trying to get a system in place, and that's why he quickly looked at the offense and said, you know, I don't like what we were doing last year, so I need to bring somebody in that's going to kind of fit this mold. Because when you listen to Coach Nick Saban talk, um, if they bring in a new offensive coordinator or anybody that's defense, they're going to do what they're going to bring their own little sprinkle in on it because they all have identities as coaches and what they believe in. But Coach Nick Saban says, we have a system, and you're going to come in and do these things. And, yeah, we'll tweak things as needed, but you're going to do what we're doing. It's working. And so I think Coach Bielma wants that, and I think that's what he was looking for, an offensive identity. And so even though a lot of this was Coach Walters, and I'm sure a lot of it was his defense, he ran that 4-2-5 at Missouri, and you saw some of it in Illinois, but you were seeing a lot of that hybrid 3-4, 3-5 stuff. And that's the Coach Bielma side. Um, so promoting coach Aaron Henry to be the defensive coordinator who is working in the defense, who understands it, you're going to see similar things. You're going to see how they're lined up. Um, but without the leadership of Sidney Brown out there on defense, helping get everything going, there's, there might be some miscues, but they've had time to work through some of this. I'm sure coach Bielma is going to step in and help out as well, um, with this to really help get them going. It's just going to be interesting to see how he calls the defense. He's going to be just as aggressive as Coach Walters, is the man coverage stuff more Coach Walters or is this Coach Bielema? So those are going to be the interesting things you're going to see from a defensive perspective side of it. And getting other guys in, you're going to have different cornerbacks in, a safety, different defensive linemen in. And then to go against an air raid team that you really haven't faced. You know, you, you face some passing teams, but you've also faced a lot of ground and pound teams. You know, I, I would like to sit there and say that Purdue was probably one of the biggest passing ones they faced, but they've, they've played a couple. So it's going to be interesting to see, do they stick with this man coverage stuff? Because Air Raid can really pick you apart in this man coverage stuff. How are you going to mix and cover it up? And so from that defensive side without having Coach Walters, how aggressive are they going to be? Or are they going to give these exotic looks? Um, but the players were very behind this promotion of Coach Aaron Henry for this. So if they're excited about it, same way when Marcus Freeman became the head coach at Notre Dame, they were very excited. They were very bought in. Um, 
So that'll be the curious side of the defensive side of the ball going against that air raid team. But you're going to have new defense coordinator versus a new person calling plays for Mississippi State. So it's going to be a nice little chess match there. On the offensive side of the ball, still having coach uh, Lunny Jr. on there is huge because he's going to be able to call the same game that he was. Um, they're still going to look to run the ball and everything. They still have their offensive players there. But not having Chase Brown is going to be huge. Um, Chase Brown, one of the nation's leading rushers, uh, 1,643 yards to only 10 touchdowns. Um, so it's going to be very curious to see how that works. Um, you're going to have different running backs in. So if Tommy DeVito, with his last game in college, he put in to try to play one more year, and then they said no. Um, right now he has 2,397 yards, 15 touchdowns to four interceptions. Um, Isaiah Williams will be playing the leading receiver with five touchdowns, 595 yards. On offense, um, Illinois gets 208 yards through the air, 178 on the ground through the season. Um, then the leading, you know, they score 25.4 points a game, which is more than what they were scoring last year. Um, Mississippi State's defense gives up 24 points a game. So not having Chase Brown is going to hurt, but it's going to give opportunities for a couple other running backs to get in and see what they're made of. It's going to allow um, maybe to have Tommy DeVito pass the ball a little more because I thought as the season progressed that the wide receivers um, were getting a lot better as the season progressed and their route running and their catching, Tommy DeVito getting the ball, him getting more comfortable. Um, The offensive line got better each and every week. And so having still the offensive line intact and the wide receivers, not saying Chase Brown is going – not having Chase Brown is going to be a big loss – but to have different running backs, maybe start to do different things. Now who are they going to focus on? They're going to, like, everybody focused on Chase Brown. They knew Illinois was going to run the ball. And even though they focused on him, they still got yards. They still did their thing. So it's going to be curious on who Mississippi State, Mississippi State, um, who are they going to go after? Um, Mississippi State gave up 143 yards on the ground and 206 through the air. So um Maybe this is a time where Tommy DeVito is going to have to step up and pass the ball a little more, which is fine, get some RPO game going. Um, Different motions, maybe get both running backs that we have on the roster in the backfield and put them to work. And I think those are the type of things you're going to see from the Illinois offensive side of the ball. Still having now coach, you know, losing the running backs coach, you know, how is that going to affect um, other coaches going to have to step up and really help coach those different position groups? for defense and offense, but knowing that it's a bowl game, they're going to have fun with it. Um, the coaches, you know, they're taking it serious because this is a big thing for Illinois to go out and try to win a bowl game, first one since 2011. It's going to be curious to see. It's going to be a fun game to watch with some new faces doing some things uh, and how it's all going to unfold. And just just giving a little preview for some of these coaches going into next year. Um, we could lose some staff members along the way after the game for both sides from Mississippi State and Illinois. But looking from the Illinois side, we still could. They can move on and get different jobs as jobs start to come more open. Well, they've been open, but if something comes up, they could you know, go off and, and get a different one. So be very curious to see how this game goes. A lot of people are not banking on Illinois to win this just because of losing Coach Walters and how that defense is going to look. Um, and Mississippi State's players still being attacked, not having Chase Brown or Sidney Brown or Witherspoon um, going against these wide receivers from Mississippi State. I still think Illinois has a chance because of there's a shaft instead of relying on their defense, possibly, they may have to rely more on their offense. 
and putting the ball in DeVito's hands a little more and giving, letting him work in the pass game, play action game, get him involved in the run game. Um, I think Illinois has a chance right now in the uh, matchup predictor. It's 54% leaning more towards Mississippi State. I, I could see this not being a low-scoring game, but not a super high-scoring game, and I could see this just being a fun game. I still will lean with Illinois to win this game, only because you're not going to have the legend coach Mike Leach calling the offense. It's going to be somebody else, but with Will Rogers understanding the offense too, that's going to help. Um, but not having that on offense, I'm curious to see how Mississippi State offense will work. Um, and then having guys, again, with Illinois who understand the defense still there to help progressive forward um, is a, it's still helpful. Um, that's not that they lost the entire defensive staff. And Coach B, or Coach Bielma being more, a lot of defensive-minded as well, him being there to help um, for this game and then heading into the offseason to really work on it, get things going. And so they'll still be there. They've recruited well. So I'm going to lean more towards with Illinois. Um for this game, but I'm not going to be shocked if Mississippi State wins this game. And it's going to be a lot of progression. It's going to be a lot of just a lot of fun, I think, and heavy hearts for Mississippi State, too. But I think they're going to try to find some joy in it, just like Coach Mike Leach did. But great to see Illinois in a bowl game. Again, we haven't seen it once in 2019. They haven't won one since 2011. So good time to be an Illinois fan to see them back um, in a bowl game. Um, so that'll wrap up this Illinois versus Mississippi State preview we will try to do an Illinois versus Mississippi State post game right after the game tomorrow 11 a.m central time in Tampa when they play in their bowl game uh, thank you guys so much for watching and or listening like and subscribe to the YouTube channel follow right at Apple and iTunes and Spotify follow me at coach underscore 70 uh, at coach underscore Steve 72 on Twitter leave a comment in the comment section down below thank you guys again for watching and or listening this is coach Steve and we will see you guys next time We'll